It's 9 o'clock in time once again for The Way of the Cross. Here's Alvin Loggins. Good morning, radio friends. What a joy and a privilege once again to be able to come to your place of listening with The Way of the Cross broadcast. What a wonderful and blessed day we have as God's people to stop for a moment, step out of the world and the trouble around us, and walk into the presence of the Almighty today. I welcome you this day to the Way of the Cross broadcast, and I'm awaiting and wondering and seeing what the Lord will do for us today. He never has failed us. He never will. He's always there, and he will do what he says he, he will do. And I'm looking forward today. I need encouragement. You need encouragement. I'm sure you do. And it's a wonderful day today. And I'm blessed the good name of the Lord for being here. It's time to go to church today. And I hope and pray that you're making preparations to go and to be in the Lord's house today. The pastors. I know some pastors. And God bless them. How wonderful they are for the labor they do. They're fighting a hard fight today. I mean, with this pandemic and other discouragement that the devils has put forth. But the pastor needs you in the church. He needs you. He needs your prayers. He needs your support. Go to church today and watch the Lord work in a wonderful way. Be in the house of God. But let's prayer time again on the broadcast as we do from week to week. We go to the Lord in prayer at this time. You say, Preacher, that's awful strange the way that you're starting this service out today. Well, it's strange to me too. And uh, I'm just waiting up on the Lord, going to do his will. But uh, it's prayer time again. We can never pray enough as God's people. I mean, neighbor. If you got on your knees and stayed there 24 hours a day, it still wouldn't be enough. We need to pray this day. There's so much to pray about. Our country, I don't know where it's going, but God does. And you know, I'm safe in the arms of God. I'm safe in his arms today. He's my Savior, my Lord, my God, my soon-coming King, the Lord of glory. I'm safe in his arm, but there's a lot of people that's not. We need to pray for them. They're running to and fro this day, and they don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. They're trying this, trying that. There's no peace. There's more trouble than there's ever been. We need to pray for one another and pray for our country. Pray that God will do his wonderful work. Now, I hear a lot of people say that it's at the end that the Lord will not save as many. I don't agree with that. God will save people right up to the last minute till the man calls up on him. God will save him. And we need to pray more that the, we can reach them with the gospel and the death of the burial of the, of the Lord Jesus that died for them that they could be saved. We need to pray for the lost today. We need to pray for each other. I got some unspoken requests today the Lord knows about, and uh, please remember them. 
Pray for these men of God that's come on before us, those that will come on after us. Please pray for Brother Mike in this station. Pray for the man of God today. And please pray for the message that God will use it mightily in his wonderful grace and mercy. You join with us now as we pray together and look to the throne of grace. Dear Heavenly Father, oh, how we love thee, dear Lord. Lord, where would we be if we didn't have you? I pray in Jesus' holy name this day. Oh, blessed God, if there's anything between us and God's Holy Spirit grieved, anything between us and the heart of God, please forgive us. Please cleanse us and wash us white as snow. Everyone that listens out there today, Lord, that's got a burden, I pray that, Lord, that you'd touch them. May all of us find our faults and confess them before thee this day. Lord, I pray in Jesus' holy name. You know the need of this hour. You know the scriptures. You know the need of your people and how hungry they are and how people want to hear from heaven today. Lord, I want to hear from heaven today. I pray in Jesus' holy name that, God, that you would speak wonderful words to us today and uh, bless your people. Please, dear Lord, meet the need of that crying mother out there today and that father. Oh, blessed God, and all the unspoken requests, we bring them before thee this day. Lord, you know the ones I'm thinking about right now. I pray that you'd be with them. Please look after us. Make it a wonderful Lord's Day. Save some lost soul. In Jesus' holy and blessed name, we do humbly pray. Amen and amen. Now here's our song for the week, and we'll be right back to speak to you from the Word of God.
Isn't that wonderful? That sounds like home to me. Oh, thank God for that wonderful place that God has prepared for us. I want to talk about this day, help in a time of need. God disburdened my heart about that. I want to look at his promise. I want to look at his power. And then the plea, and then the peace, and then the people. I don't know how far I'll get with this today, or where the Lord will lead us and how he will work this, but uh, help in a time of need. Neighbor, uh, I'm 80 year old, and uh, I want to say this before I read the scriptures, that uh, I never would have thought that I'd have seen today that I would need help in keeping my home up, things around the house, when I got where I can't, cannot do those things, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, I never asked anybody for anything. We'd done everything on our own. And no matter what it was, from mechanics, welding, electrical, carpenter, anything there is, we've always done it at home. And I've always been able to keep things up, but there's come a time that I found out that I can't do the things that I used to do. There is comes a time. There is a come to time in a person when he has a need that he can't find nowhere in this world. That reminds me and that brings me to the book of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 11. Now here's where the Lord's going to take us today. But Christ becoming the high priest of good things to come by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood enter ye into the holiest, having obtained eternal redemption for us all. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of heifer sprinkle for the uncleansing sacrifice of the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purged our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he is the mediator of a new testament that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressor that were under the first testament, that which were called might receive the promise of eternal heritage. Now, neighbor, I don't know about you, and I don't know about the rest of the world and what's around us and everything else. Even though all the promises of this world has uh, left me. Uh, and all the promises has uh, been disappointment far as what the world can give me. I've experienced things through the years that has been unbelievable that how could a man go through these things 
and yet still have hope in his heart. When you beat on something so long, it says that they'll finally give up. But God's people is like an anvil. It'll wear out every hammer that comes against it. Thank God for that today. Now we have a promise that was made and uh, wrought in the blood of Christ. Now the Bible said in verses number 10, as we looked under this promise, we see in this promise, we see that there is assurance. For if the blood of goats, the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of heifer sprinkle for the uncleansing sacrifice of the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through eternal offerings offered himself without spot to God, purged our conscience from dead works to serve a living God. You talk about, uh, neighbor, something wonderful and something that is beyond the reach of this world. You're talking about eternal promise made by God himself. When Jesus died at Calvary, and I know I've been dealing with that for the last month in this and I think we're to deal with it a whole lot more. But when he died at Calvary and he rose from the dead, his work still wasn't, wasn't uh, finished. You remember when Martha, she wanted to run up and hug him, and he said, Don't touch me not, I have not ascended yet. But on that day, he had one more work that he had to do. He had to gather his blood. He gathered it all, every bit of it. He's God Almighty. I believe he done it. And then he went back to heaven. He went into the holiness of holiness where that law that Moses threw down off of the mountain and broke. I really believe that's the law that God gave. He took it to heaven, the Lord did. He put it in the holiness of holiness, that broken law where man broke the laws of God. And there... There, behind the holiness of holiness, there where God is, he took his own blood and sprinkled it up on that law, on that broken law. You and I that broke that law, we were born in, uh, in sin. We were conceived in sin. We were sinners. And uh, we were condemned to an eternal condemnation wrought by the hand of God Almighty when they broke the laws of God. No man could keep the laws of God, but there was one that did. In this promise, he much, listen, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purged our conscience from dead works to serve a living God. And neighbor, listen today. There's assurance in this promise. God gives us a security. I want to say that word. Maybe that's the word that God gives me, security, in that word today, that that blood had been sprinkled upon that broken law, that law, every law that I could possibly break under the, under the laws of God. It was there. That law was judging me. And that law is judging people today. 
but for those that look to Jesus, his blood is there. Notice verse 22, and almost things, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, for that the shedding of blood, there's no readmission, no matter which way you go. Sin has to be paid for. And neighbor, listen. Listen today. Neighbor, I wondered what Jesus did with my sins. And when I first got saved, I, I didn't know how to handle this. But in these promises I've learned down through the years, no one can ever take it out of my soul. It is burnt. In the depths of my soul, Jesus lived and died for me. And today, I want to declare once again, if your sins are more than you can carry, if they more than you can bear, if memories are tormenting you, you need to cast them upon the Lord. He took his blood into the holiness of holiness. And he sprinkled his blood upon that law. And it became a testimony for every one of God's children, a testimony that God saved them by his wonderful grace. And he died for them. And there is a payment being made for God's people that love him and look for his appearance. Neighbor, in this promise, we have some wonderful things that only God can give. Now, help in a time of need, not only in promises, but we need assurance that God gives it in power. And notice verse 20, saying, This is the blood of the testament which God has joined unto you. Neighbor, the blood of the covenant, God the Lord Jesus, when he went into that wholeness of whole, where the Almighty dwelled, took his own blood, sprinkled it upon that law. That was for me, and that was for you. There's power today to be saved. There's power today to serve the Lord. There's power today for the Lord Jesus, our Savior, the soon-coming King, the Lord of glory that is coming back for you and for me. Don't ever let things get so bad that the power of God cannot help you. We have a history, and every great person or every great plan. God takes people to the outer rim of the life to prepare them for battle. Every one of us that's been born into God's family, the Lord takes us to places to prove us and to mold us and make us and break us. Some are like me. God had to put through the fire, break me. But he broke me, and he breaks everyone. You remember the battle of Abraham when he took his own son up on the mountains? Neighbor, that's a heartbreaker if there was ever one. Jacob. He had to go back to Bethel. Sometimes we have to turn 90 degrees and we have to run like the prodigal son come home, pleading, I'll be a servant in my father's fields. 
And uh, we have to go back to Bethel, the place where God birthed us. Moses, on the backside of the desert, he learned the laws of God. He learned to hear the Lord when the Lord spoke. And uh, sometimes we need to get into the dry places. God takes us into the dry places. That uh, neighbor that... Uh, where he'll get our years where we, when he speaks, we'll know it's him. And he did that to Moses. And then David, as a little young lad out there, watching after his father, Jephro's sheep, he had to kill a lion, he had to kill a bear, a little boy. Now I've seen a big old lion. The neighbor, it'll take more than what I am, and David had that more than what I am to tackle one of those beasts. But he killed it. He killed that bear. And a bear, when it's wounded, is, 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 a, is a, like that lion. They're, they're out to kill everything come against. And then there's Solomon in his uh, defiance and his uh, memories of David. He had to take and... Uh, had to take and remember the great works of his father, Solomon. He had to write the songs of sorrow and of joy and of death and of heaven. Solomon wrote those things because God put him through it. And then there's the life of Jonah and the great fish. We know that running doesn't work. God's got something prepared to stand. And then Daniel in the lion's den. I mean, neighbor, we can get so close to death, but there he is. He's always there. The power of God is always there. Now, you need to remember about all these old patriots and remember the people that's around you that's been through the fires and things that are around you. And you need to remember what the Lord had did, help in the time of trouble. I believe that we're in trouble I go back and think about the 50s and 60s and in the 40s. Think about how peaceful it was. We didn't know about what was going on around the world or going nowhere. The only thing we know was in the community. We just went to church and worked in the field. We didn't even have a radio. Thank God for that. And uh, we slept good at night. You didn't owe anybody nothing. It was shame to owe somebody something. Thank God that I have, I have good memories. Here in this day that we're living in today, it's a pressured, sin-filled, corrupt, demon-inspired generation that's taking people down and beating them and beating them beyond, beyond recognition. God is coming again. There's his power. And then he gave a plea, but Christ, being come a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hand, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calf. He wasn't an ordinary priest, but he was the high priest. When he went out to uh, John the Baptist's baptism, that meant when he was baptized, he had to do the order of the priesthood. 
the priest had to do three things. First of all, he had to wash himself. Next of all, he had to be anointed. That holy dove came down on Jesus. And last of all, he had to offer a sacrifice for himself before he could do the orders of the high priest. And Jesus, when he was baptized, he was ordained to be the sacrifice for the whole human race today. You need to remember the pleas of God that is wrought in the Lord Jesus. For the tester of the, for when the testament is that much also the necessary be the death of a tester. I mean, neighbor, in order to take a wheel and unravel the wheel and see who gets what, the tester has to die. The Lord Jesus read his own tester in his own, his own, his own document that he died for you and me. He had his, he had a, he has the manuscript of his death, burial, and resurrection and the blood that he offered at Calvary for me. If I go to heaven today, neighbor, if you go to heaven, it's in God's plea through that blood. I mean, neighbor, you'll have to go through that blood. Almost all things were purged without blood. There's, and without the shedding of blood, there's no readmission. Thank God today he has does. He does have readmission. He can forgive sin. He can wash it away. His place was Calvary. His plea was to the people. He finished the good work when he walked into the holiest of holiness with his own blood. I wonder today, neighbor, uh, how do you feel today? Are you disappointed? Our life got you beaten down? Is there not a hope for you? Do you realize and know, can you see the Lord Jesus walking into the holiest of holiness? And no matter what happens, when God washed my sins away and washed me in his blood, forgave me and put my name in the Lamb's book of life, I'm going to heaven, neighbor. He may have to beat me all the way, and he may have to put me in an early grave, but I'm as sure as going to heaven as I was all, as if I was already there. And Paul said that he was already there in his scripture. And uh, neighbor, listen today. You can be there, and he can be there waiting for you. If you'll come to him, my time's gone, my day is spent. May the Lord bless and keep you as I pray in his name until next week. Amen, amen, amen.
Seven five Glory FM, your family radio station in North Georgia. Well.